Alviva fizzles and disappears again. Oh, <laughs> <it sounds> so <laughs> Wow, she is she's really channeling her inner Juliana today. <laughs> she tilts her head back for a moment and then she goes, Okay, we'll deal with this, right, Vel? Yeah. She then looks around. How many people are presently in the club at what I assume is like 2 p.m. on a Tuesday? Not a whole lot. You look around and the interior is like, it's low light. The whole thing is decorated in like black and red velvet. It very much looks like, you know, the inside of like a 40s nightclub. Yeah. The main occupants appear to be a... uh a rather tall, human-ish looking woman behind the bar and playing the piano is a uh, fairly androgynous looking probably dude dressed also in red velvet. And he's, yeah, he's, he's got his back to the door and mostly ignoring you guys. That's right. Red velvet honestly sounds like someone who'd own a bar in these parts, but I'm going to go to the bartender because bartenders know these things. <laughs> So Wynne turns and heads over that way. Okay, this woman has um, very, very, very pale skin, like basically bone white skin. And her eyes are sort of a uh, glassy blue. And she does appear to be blind. Mm. Well, uh, I walk up and uh, put my hand down on the counter and I say, uh, hello there. Uh, uh, hello there. She kind of just turns towards you. Two things. One, do you happen to just do rum shots? because <laughs> i am desperately in need right now <sighs> she reaches behind the bar pulls down a bottle of rum pours you a shot and slides it over thank you and i, I pull out one of my i silver seems right for a shot i don't know oh not here it's not <laughs> okay not here it's not <laughs> that's that's a one gold shot is what that that's is a one gold shot is got it I, I give her I give her a gold and five silver as a tip. And then um fifty percent. Yeah, fifty percent. I tip well, especially for babes. <laughs> I lift up my shot, I down it, put it back down, and I go, Who's the owner? She points at the guy at the piano and you realize I was that she so probably right. She 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 has probably worked here a very long time <laughs> she can just point at the piano with pinpoint accuracy. Probably. <laughs> Thank you, I say to her then, and I go to make my way over to the piano, where I sit and, and where I stand to the side and wait, because far be it from me to interrupt another musician. <laughs> uh, he wraps up his performance with a little flourish and then unerringly turns towards you and goes, well, what can I do for you? I'm afraid I'm here for some business. Uh, I have heard through the grapevine that you are knowledgeable in the way of curses. Mm, maybe a little bit. Would you be able to help, or would you want us to do something before you tell us about curses? Mm, I've got time. All right, I will, I will just get to describing then. We have a friend. We actually entered the establishment with her, and uh, she's currently got a new ring that just blips her to another reality where she can't remember anything for a while. Pretty regularly at this point, uh, it's... Didn't happen the first couple of weeks she was wearing it, and then yesterday she started, well, actually it was two days ago she started blipping, and uh, it's kind of hard to tell when she'll blip in and blip out again. Hmm. Well, that is interesting. She does occasionally come back wearing odd things. That is very interesting. No other clues as to where she's going. 
Uh, she doesn't really remember. She's kind of adult, so no, not really. Hmm. Well, it does sound, the memory loss and the changes and the possible changes in time, if I'm interpreting what you're saying correctly, seems like it might indicate she's going somewhere like the Feywild. Hmm. Time and memory work strangely there, but I don't need to tell you that. Mm, nope, says the elf. <laughs> huh. And that honestly does sound vaguely like a, a fae-like curse at that, mm. now that you've brought it up. Where did you get this ring? Uh, from an evil undead necromancer. And you just put it on? She did, not I. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well... What 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 world do you think you got it from? Uh, what was the name of the world? Kryn. Oh. Well, magic from that realm can behave capriciously in other spheres. Their gods are notoriously jealous about that kind of thing. That would make sense. We've heard quite a bit about their gods while we were there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it might be an issue of just what uh, what sphere we're in. Yes, it might. Mm. The thing is that it's that's less an, in, an issue of what sphere you're in and more an issue of are you in Kryn or are you somewhere else. Oh, mm. oh, got it. So it's not likely something that we can necessarily easily cure. This is, is basically what I'm getting at. Yes, it's not a classic curse, not the kind of thing that your average two-bit acolyte in an alleyway would be able to fix. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wynne keeps her uh Wynne keeps her protectiveness over Juliana <laughs> here down. Ah, all right. Well, uh I will in fact let our our acolyte know this. Wow. <laughs> Somewhere Juliana uh, just feels vaguely insulted and she doesn't know why. Um well, in in that case I I thank you. And um I will pass this on to everybody on my ship. Yes, what sh what ship is that by the way? Ah, uh, we're new to port. I wouldn't worry about that too much. No, please, do tell me. Mm. The Kestrel. Kestrel. Well, next time you call in, I may have uh, some fun for you. Absolutely, of course. Run along, then. Yeah, and, and with that, <laughs> Wynne does do a half-hearted bow, uh, much less elaborately than Cacophony would ever do, and then turns, glances, uh, glances to Veli, and leaves. Yeah, Veli, by the way, throughout that entire conversation, has just been kind of, like, looking around at the velvet and all that, and not paying attention to the conversation at all. That's fine. I'm surprised they haven't just been doing rum shots. <laughs> <laughs> they might die. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, in that case, Wynne goes Veli, and then turns and moves for the door. <laughs> Yeah, Veli uh, willingly gets dragged along, but is still looking around the nightclub <laughs> with a great deal of fascination. And we head back to the ship, because I don't want to get more in debt. All right, so, uh, Jill, uh, Wynne returns to the ship with Veli, but without Alviva. <sighs> Did she... Blipped again. Goddess, I hope she comes back, like, here. <laughs> That'd be nice. Uh, so the owner of the nightclub says it's probably not a curse that you can actually cure, in as much as we got it from Kryn, and the gods there are jealous, so magic items from Kryn work oddly in all other spheres. Ugh, that sounds about right. Also, um, odds are she's going to the Feywild, and, um... Is that 
You you know way more about that than I do. Is that it's full of fairies, basically. So is she is she in danger? Is what I'm uh, asking here because I'm I still mean, real worried about that black eye. She might be in danger if she makes any odd sort of deals with people who are dancing around her or who want her to dance. But Alviva is not the type who will willingly get into a circle and start dancing. <sighs> That's true. <laughs> so I think we're probably okay. However, uh, he also insisted on knowing the ship name, and he says he's going to probably have something for us when we get back. Meaning, of course, since he gave us information, we're going to have to do a thing for him. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, You should probably let the captain know that we've indebted ourselves to somebody dangerous. (laughs) Yep, I'm going to go let her. Okay. (laughs) And she's off to find Captain Pontar. Yeah, Juliana, from uh, from above decks, you hear uh, wind go down into the captain's cabin, and then you just hear the captain's voice at top volume being like, you did what? <laughs> oh, God, that wasn't me this time. <laughs> I get to disavow all responsibility for that. <laughs> Good for me. We got information about Alviva's condition, but in exchange, it sounds like me and mostly me, uh, but probably the ship, too, are mildly in debt to the owner of this club. She just goes into a full double face bomb. Okay, 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 okay. This is fine. This is fine. Everything's fine. This is fine. This is fine. Uh- <laughs> Wint just kind of stands there staring at the captain. Not animated at all. <laughs> all right. As soon as we get that hole fitted, we're leaving. All right. And then she turns and leaves. All right. Is there anything else anybody wants to take care of before uh, we fast forward to departure? Yeah, I mean, Juliana's gonna, like, go try to negotiate this shit with the notes. Cool. So uh, you find Max, who has set up a hammock in the cargo bay. Getting comfortable? Yeah, fairly so. I've slept in worse conditions. Mm. (sighs) You look constipated? Thanks. Uh, okay. Look, how are you at, at... Do you have any experience with code breaking? Some, yeah. I mean, most ciphers are at least slightly based on thieves can't, so... Okay. Um, while you're here, can you take a look at something? I suppose? Look, we've got... We've got some notes that are probably about some uh, incredibly evil cult that we're tracking. Okay. And he looks a little concerned at this. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, And none of us can do anything with them. It would be nice if we had at least some idea of what some of these notes said. It might give us a lead or at least some information on uh, what we're up against. All right. I think I can take a look at that, see what I can do. Okay. Are you willing to just leave those with me, or am I supposed to be doing this under supervision? Well, I have no guarantee you're just going to turn around and tell them to your BFF Ridian. So, yeah, I guess you should probably be under surveillance. BFF? (laughs) (laughs) He looks vaguely insulted by that. (laughs) I don't know. You tell me. You're apparently chummy. Listen, Ridian is useful to me for now. I don't particularly like him. He's a hard man to like. Yeah. Yeah, I picked up on that part. Yeah. 
all right, show me to my workspace, I guess. And he makes a theatrical flourish with his hand. <sighs> I didn't think that far ahead. Wardroom, I guess. <laughs> okay. There's a limited <laughs> amount of space on this ship. Yes, there is. All right. So uh, you lead Max to the wardroom, passing by the captain's quarters. So she kind of picks up on the fact that that's where you guys are going to be headed. She brings you, she brings the notes in uh, that appear to have been sorted mostly into the stuff that features that world eater rune mm-hmm. that you guys have seen before. And yeah, Max kind of just like hunches over it and uh, starts reading through and he has some scratch paper and he starts making notes on the scratch paper. And he's probably going to be at this a while. <sighs> well, I guess Jill doesn't have anything better to do and she's pretty pissed. <laughs> The captain kind of looks at you and goes, so are you going to supervise? I may as well. All right. (laughs) She goes back to her cabin. So yeah, Dill's just going to like plant herself in one of the chairs, cross her arms and just kind of glower. Okay. Uh, While they're working on that, is there anything Arturos is up to? And so you just stack them up? (laughs) (laughs) Talking to Mr. Hurst. Yeah, no, I, I'm just fascinating, fascinated by a House of Cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, for la- since the wardroom is occupied, Mr. Hurst is currently uh, working on a House of Cards in his quarters, which he started to think the wardroom is cursed, I think, um, <laughs> with regards to it. And he's just like, yeah, and you got to be real delicate with it or else the whole thing is going to fall over. It's amazing you can do such a thing with such big hands. Well, I try to be gentle. You know, I'm surrounded by small people all the time, and it's not nice to hurt them. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Kind of looks like he's about to say something, and then the part of his brain that's like, no, you gotta be nice to people, shuts that off. (laughs) (laughs) And just goes back to stacking the cards. Yeah, I got nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) All right. When is there anything you're up to? Wynn seems to be in a glum mood, so she mostly just finds locations and drapes nearby and reads. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, do at some point you make your way to the wardroom? Yeah, she probably doesn't care about being in the wardroom while they're doing stuff, so she goes in there and and drapes and (laughs) pulls out one of the romance books and is reading it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Actually, double-checking the map, I don't think there's actually any many things that you can drape yourself on, so you're probably just in that stuffed armchair. That's fine. I'm draping there. <laughs> okay, but like, Jill is probably sitting there. City, you just like shove her out? Yes. <laughs> awesome. So now you're sitting at the table with Max. She walks in, she picks up a book, she moves, she stares at the table, stares at Max, stares at Jill, and then makes a gesture like, get to the table. Excuse me? I'm reading. Okay, good for you. I'm not reading at the table. I read in your fine (laughs) and then she goes and she drapes on the chair are you okay what i'm reading (laughs) she kind of holds up her hands okay (laughs) well how's that coming along she says to max uh this is this is slightly terrifying so you're understanding it yeah unfortunately yeah slightly terrifying sounds about right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Ugh. So far, it looks like your old captain was very invested in the activities of this cult you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Maybe looking into them on behalf of naval intelligence, although it's kind of unclear. 
he mentions naval intelligence, but he also appears to have been doing things that they didn't know about and trying to hide things from them. Wait, really? Yeah, that's like he didn't trust them. Huh. That's not what I expected. Anyway, I'll keep working on it. Sure. So he keeps at that for a couple of more hours. At one point, though, he kind of sits up and starts rolling his neck, and he's like, all right, am I allowed to take breaks while I do this? Uh, sure. (laughs) Thanks. Then he heads off to the galley. (laughs) Should we? Should I? Wynne kind of slowly looks up from her book and over to Dill and raises an eyebrow. Should somebody keep an eye on him, like, while he's eating, or I- (laughs) I doubt it, she says. Okay. I mean, if he (laughs) sneaks off to tell the Captain Ridian about anything at this point, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Are we in space yet? Yes. No, we're not yet. God, who cares? No, we we haven't- You would- I feel like you would have noticed if we had taken off. Probably. And then she goes back to her book. Juliana just kind of fidgets with her hands, then looks over at the shelf, grabs some random-ass book, and just sort of opens it herself. (laughs) Hey, what's next, book club? Uh, Next book club should be two days? She waggles her hand uh, after we we hit takeoff. No, I mean, what's the next book? I don't remember. Oh, the next book is titled... um, Best man. It's about like a tinkerer who makes like a a metal man and gives him all the personality traits she enjoys, so that way she can disguise him as a real person and and take her to see, take him to see her family, who are very insistent that she be married. And she's going to talk about how they're engaged. Oh, and, yeah, fake marriage, and then yeah, but with, okay, but with like a fake robot man, and then she finds out that she is falling in love with him, so she has to get a soul. So then it becomes this wait, whole wait, thing. Wait, wait, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. You got it. Okay. <laughs> Is there a list? She's going to get that book. (laughs) Just going to skim through it. Oh, it's anatomically correct. Yes. (laughs) There's there's probably not like a very dramatically done list, but um, after a moment, Wynn goes, I should should actually write out all the books for book club, shouldn't I, at some point? I'll I'll hang them up somewhere. I mean, we're going to read duplicates at some point. Yeah, yeah. But at that point, we can, we can, hopefully we'll have forgotten the earlier ones. Fair. I guess I should ask Arturos and Max if they want to join. Uh... At this point, Max comes back in with a coffee and a sandwich. Okay. Max says when from her, over her book. Yes. Do you want to join our book club while you're on board? Is that a euphemism? <laughs> God. Vaguely, she says. Uh, Juliana all, puts her head in her hand. They're all romance <laughs> novels and they're all filled with tawdry sex scenes. Oh, that it sounds exactly like the kind of thing I'd enjoy. Sweet. And then she looks back to her book. He uh, leans over to check what book Juliana's reading, kind of goes, <laughs> hmm, and then goes back to the table with his notes. What did that mean? What did that mean? <laughs> <laughs> what did that mean? <laughs> He was checking to see if you were eating, reading anything about werewolves, I think. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, 
she she then flattens the book again to her chest and leans and calls down the hallway while still in her plush chair. She's not getting up from this thing. <laughs> she knows how thieving works. Arturos, are you somewhere nearby? Would he be able to hear her from the thing? You, I think you'd be able to hear yelling and your name, but that's about it. He heard his name, so he's gonna he's gonna go up. Hello, Arturos, down here. And he walks to the wardrobe. You called. Hello. If I, she looks. Uh, she looks at the book. We read a bunch of sexy books filled with tawdry sex scenes regularly on this. We have a book club. Would you like to join? Well, you're on board. I don't personally read, but if you would like to read to me, I would definitely join. <laughs> she pauses a long moment and then goes. You know, normally I would say yes, but today is not the day. Oh, say lovey. <laughs> but when I'm in the mood, I'll find you. Always find me when you're in the mood. <laughs> mm. Juliana's mouth is hanging open. <laughs> <laughs> that was overt. You caught that one. What? I'm mm. proud of you, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I. Mm. <laughs> she she's like glaring at 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 Wynn and keeps like glancing back at Max like I'm not I don't I'm, 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 get, <sighs> without looking up from his notes Max is just like you know I'm not sure he can read <laughs> oh oh so it's Wynn Artie's gone by this point he he's, yeah. he's not here for this <laughs> I've That's never fair. seen him do it. Some people can't. Okay, so Max is going to be at this for a couple of more hours. As as it's starting to get dark, though, he kind of, like, sits up and rolls his neck again and goes, I don't think I'm going to be able to finish this all in one day. Okay, um, then I guess hand me what you've got and I'll give it to the captain and we'll see about this later. All right. And he uh, kind of gathers up his notes and hands them to you. And a couple of things you notice. One... His handwriting is really, really nice. Like, stupidly nice. <laughs> like, nice in the way that nobody's handwriting is nice. <laughs> She's gonna, like, glance down through the papers, then notice this handwriting, look at it a little more closely, and, like, look up at him, like, eh? <laughs> He just kind of looks at you and shrugs. <laughs> Two, he's managed to get about halfway through, uh the papers um and most of what you're reading lines up with what he told you um this is mostly notes keeping track of cult activity uh including a couple of uh possible hot spots you might want to check back on later uh quest hook quest hook <laughs> when long before this point had drifted off uh saying <laughs> i guess i gotta go practice and had manifested somewhere vaguely in the cargo bay with her harmonica where she's presently sitting on top of a uh on top of one of the boxes playing house of the rising sun oh god (laughs) (laughs) this is really thorough yeah i try to do my work well also your handwriting's really good what is this (laughs) practiced hmm (laughs) that he heads towards the cargo bay where he quickly realizes he's going to have to uh Put up with House of the Rising Sun for at least a couple of hours. <laughs> well, she'll switch other songs, but she's practicing that right now, apparently. Okay. Uh, oh, God, I can only imagine what House of the Rising Sun sounds like on a harmonica by, played by someone who doesn't quite yet know how to play House of the Rising Sun. There's a lot of stops and starts, <laughs> probably. 
run out of breath a lot like the intake and the in the outtake uh sounds are all bad i want you to know she is proficient in harmonica is she yeah is that one of her instruments her her three instruments are veal bagpipes and harmonica oh shit (laughs) bagpipes guys this will be very handy handy when you go to highlander planet great I need you to know that Highlander Planet is not based on actual Highlanders, but it's instead based off of Highlander romance novels. Sweet! <sighs> I'm in. Yeah, okay. Say no more. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of young lords who must marry to uh, maintain <laughs> control of their estate. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> At least one of whom is a werewolf as well. Oh my Absolutely. god. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, one who, like, uh, all the other kingdoms think he's a tyrant, but in reality he's just like, you know really really nice to his people and very aggressive towards others great so so is there gonna be just a planet that's just full of darcy's or what (laughs) i can arrange it yes Yes. also every single man on highland on highlander planet is um known as like a layabout who goes around fucking everything but really he doesn't (laughs) so anyway we're gonna time skip to uh after the new hollis (laughs) finish okay not bad not bad Holy shit. So yeah, the the new hull has been fitted. The ship is ready to depart. If anyone needs to do any errands before they leave, now is the time. I am not stepping foot on this planet again if I can help it. (laughs) Good call. (laughs) Jill probably is going to go out at some point to pick up some various and sundry items, um, among which, like, she still needs to get some armor repair tools. Right. uh, Let me just look up what those cost you're gonna be see what you're doing eddie you're making me get the book wow i'm sorry (laughs) i thought i wanted to live in a fully immersive world jesus christ i can't believe you're making me do this we can do it later you can just tell me later and we can subtract it no we gotta do it now oh my god we can hand wave this smith's tools are 20 gold sure done i don't need a full set is that going to reduce the price at all Sure, knock ten gold off that. Great, glad we did this. <laughs> it's a deal. <laughs> Look at it this way, I'm not torturing with you with hot boys. <laughs> well, you aren't. Check your DMs. What is this direct message? Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> sure. Sure, that'll do. <laughs> Do the rest of us get to share? No. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. (laughs) All right. Uh, Arturos doesn't know what he would need. He lives his life by the cuff, so. Does he even have a cuff? Shit, why do you have to make me think about clothes? (laughs) Possibly. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he can have, he can have like a metal cuff bracelet. Mm, There we go. It's festooned in gold. He has bangles. So many. Wynn has moved on to he ain't heavy, he's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you doing this uh, while is Max is trying to sleep, or do you lay off? I'll, I will lay off while Max is trying to sleep in there. <laughs> or I'll at least move up to, like, the armory or something. All right, cool. Arturos, you hear the faint strains of he ain't heavy, he's my brother, every once in a while through the, ar- through the, through the wall. <laughs> 
All right, so uh, you guys, uh, once you have the new hull fitted, what oh, is there doing, a cat? Toolbox, yes, hey, Toolbox. <laughs> oh, right, there's a cat on board. <laughs> there is a cat on board. No, I mean, have they have 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 Max and Arturo seen the cat yet? Uh, I think at one point uh, you see uh, you during the whole notes decoding process. The cat comes over and just kind of sits on some of the papers, and Max just kind of mindlessly reaches over and scritches it behind the ears. <laughs> of course. And Arturos, it's up to you how you react to the cat. He stares at it. Stares at it in the eyes. They have a stare off. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the cat wins. The cat does win. All right. <laughs> now, unless you- do you have like a nictating membrane that you can use that's not technically blinking? You know what? He probably does. But does he remember to use it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not above water. All right. So the uh, the new hull is fitted. Uh, it appears to just be a reinforcement over the existing hull. And uh, with that, the Kestrel takes off and uh, leaves Providence Bay. And shortly after that, the uh, the planet that you're on. Max quickly briefs the captain within earshot of you guys that it is. Hang on. Let me double check the notes that I have. Yeah, it will take uh, eight days via the phlogiston to get to uh, the sphere, Kofu space, and then another five days uh, to get to the, uh, he says bubble. He doesn't say planet, he says bubble, which strikes you guys as a bit odd. So you guys have got, uh, you guys get to the phlogiston quite quickly, uh, exit out into uh, the rainbow connection. Um, (laughs) Arturos, you've probably seen the phlogiston before, right? This is nothing new to you. I've been on several ships, yes. Okay, yeah. Anything you guys, anything non-flammable you guys want to do for the next eight days or so? <laughs> well, flammable, I'm not going to tell you how to play this game. <laughs> it's a game of choices. Alviva did flip, did blip back at some point before we left, right? Yeah, she's popped in and out a couple of times, never for particularly long. But like, has she popped out since we've been moving? Because Juliana's been worried about that one. Yeah, she appears to be tethered to your guys' location. Okay. Okay. Even even outside the sphere. Okay. Yes. So at some point, Wynne probably does have to take take her 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 turn up on the uh, up on the on the chair. So at that point, she goes ugh, and steps into her room, and then comes out as a goth cacophony. <laughs> cacophony. Um, gothony. Gagothony. <laughs> and she just heads straight upstairs. And gets to it, and then as soon as she's done, she comes downstairs and goes right back to being Quinn. Oh, wow, we don't even get an outfit description. <laughs> That's how much she hates this. <laughs> she's in a mood. Why do you keep rolling twos? I don't know. <laughs> Blame the dice roller. Think like gothic Lolita Russian for the costume, though. No, I got gotcha. you. That's what she's got going on. Oh my god, was that a repeat outfit? It was a repeat outfit. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> What's wrong with her? <laughs> so, during this time, uh, two things uh, with regards to Max. One of them is that uh, he continues to uh, decode the notes while Juliana supervises, uh, and he's getting pretty car- pretty far through them, uh, the selection that, uh, that, that you guys have allowed him access to. Uh, and the other thing is that he seems to have made friends with pretty much everyone on the crew. Like, Kara likes him, Lachlan likes him, Valley likes him, the captain tolerates him, which is pretty impressive. <laughs> Mr. Hurst really likes him. 
you even see you even come into the galley one time and uh see uh Finn teaching uh Max some sign language as he and Max go back and forth on like the slate. It's disgusting. <laughs> so uh the notes continue along the same vein. The summary the base I'll write something up for you later, but the basic summary of it is that Captain Navarro's main mission for the last couple of years has been investigating uh, the cult of the World Eater um, in various locations. Uh, the notes get more and more concerned as time goes on as to the widespread activities of the cult. And yeah, last last uh, last in this mission log is that he was um, on his way uh, to uh, your guys' planet to pick up something that he'd left there some time ago for the purposes of uh, something called the Star Wardens, something for the purpose of getting them on side. Huh. And does the Star Wardens sound familiar to, like, literally anybody? Um, you can ask around. Yeah. I mean, she'll probably like IMAX first, like, Star Wardens. Is, is that a thing? I don't know. It sounds... Kind of, I don't know, there's like some old like fairy tale type stuff, but nothing really, nobody's really seen any in a really long time. Fairy tale? Yeah. Like, ooh, once upon a time, the Star Wardens would come and get you if you were naughty in space. What, like boogeymen? No, uh, more like, I don't know, cops doesn't feel like the right word. Park and rangers. If what? you litter in space, they'll come get you. Evil park rangers. No, not maybe evil. Well, depending I mean, on they, where you're if standing, they, if I If they guess. steal children, that feels like that's a little evil. When did I say they steal children? If they don't, if you're not good, they'll come and get you? No, that, that I sounds talking like a, about pirates, not children. Oh, right. No, of course. Pirates believe fairy tales, then. Oh, God, yeah. There's never been a more superstitious group in all of Wild Space than pirates. What? Seriously? Do you know how many times I've managed to get money out of someone by claiming they're haunted? <laughs> Arturo's being one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you have to go into more detail than that, or is it just you're haunted? Uh, depends on the intelligence level. I managed to get our, like a decent amount of money out of Arturo's by just making some banging noises on the wall next to his bedroom once. <laughs> that tracks. Uh-huh. Huh. But I do have, like, a fake medium that I can pay to, like, you know, convince someone that they're haunted sometimes, if I really want to. And how often exactly do you grift? Every time I'm out of money, really. Hmm. Been there, says Wynn from the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and people trust you. Well, I'm very trustworthy. Hmm. Cons are very trustworthy, says Wynn from the corner. Yeah, he gives you a grin. There's a little too much teeth in it. Fangies. Fangies. <laughs> Jill kind of like looks a little too long and then just kind of busies herself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and he hands over this big stack of notes. He's like, I'm done with these. That actually didn't take as long as I thought it would. Well, you're about halfway through the eight days at this point. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, well, thanks. Um, I... Guess I'll see if she has anything else she wants you to look at, but otherwise, she kind of like holds out her hands. You're free, I guess. Thank you. Happy to help. Sure. And with that, he uh, heads back to the cargo bay. Hmm. 
Yeah, she'll hand those over to to Captain Bondar. Yeah, she starts rifling through them immediately and looking more and more concerned as she keeps rifling through them. You know, oh, you- I don't like this at all. Yeah, I didn't think you would. Hey, you know, that actually reminds me. Did you delegate to me just so you wouldn't have to tell Hearst that the captain had a secret from him? You know, the thing about Mr. Hearst is that he's not trying to guilt you, but he's just so damn good at it. (sighs) I mean, he's kind of good. You could have just stopped to say he's just so damn good. He is, but he's also very good at guilting people. Like, astonishingly good. Yeah, no, I got some of that. Except it wasn't even directed at me. If we ever need to interrogate somebody, we should just have Mr. Hurst be disappointed at them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goddess, that'd be perfect, actually. You can't disappoint that face. You just can't. Anyway, do you want him to take a look at more of that stuff? I I don't know. I I don't know. What do you think? Can we trust him with it? (sighs) I really have no idea. Well, look at it this way. Uh... We could just kill him after he's done. What? I'm kidding. (laughs) Are you? Yes. And with that, she goes back to rifling through the notes. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody seems pretty sold on the guy, but I I just... I don't know. Don't you have, like, spells and stuff for that, though? Yeah. Yeah. I do. I just... Never really had to... Eh. <laughs> okay, so worst case scenario, we tie him to a chair, you do your voodoo on him, and then we... Voodoo? I don't know. I don't know what clerics do. Voodoo? Voodoo. Really? 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 Or don't you have a thing to talk to dead people? Navarra's had a thing to talk to dead people. Worst comes to worse, someone would just die in combat, and then we'd just take their skull and talk to them later. Jeez Louise. Yeah, I mean, I guess, sure, that's not exactly the kind of thing that I was trained to do, but yeah, I guess I'm technically capable of it. Hate that idea, though. Oh, well, okay. Well, if he does die during the heist, bring his skull back so we can question him. (laughs) I'd rather not. Well, what are you going to do, leave it there? What? I No, I'd rather not people die in general. I'm not saying he's gonna die, I'm just saying he might. I'm not counting on that. Look, just do what you want. I just, I, I've been cooped up for like four days in the wardroom. I'm, I need to do something. I need to do like literally anything else. Okay, good call. Gonna chores or something, goddess. <laughs> okay, so you're off to spin the chore wheel? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this one lands on laundry. Of course it does. <laughs> Of course it does. There's that, there's that raccoon face stain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you get the pillowcases and you're like, oh, I remember this. Ah, what a wonderful present from past Juliana to future Juliana. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, she's going to at least like wash this shit up on the top deck and swear at the clothing and and the fabric and everything (laughs) as much as she possibly can. And I guess probably string a clothesline somewhere up on the top deck. There's not really a mast, so... 
There isn't, but like you can string a line sort of between the uh, the fore and rear decks so that it kept. It's not very high off the ground, but it is there. Yeah, she'll probably like struggle with that. At this point, uh, Lachlan comes out to help you with it because he sees you struggling and he feels bad. <laughs> Artie wanders in. You're doing a great job. No, more to the left. <laughs> to the left. My left. What do you think left is? Do you want to help or what? I am helping. Are you? <laughs> uh, thanks. I'm not quite tall enough to reach up there. No problem. And then he kind of looks around. And then he looks down at the, the raccoon face pillowcase and he's like, I don't actually know how to get that out of linen. Oh, no. I don't either. <laughs> Does Cacophony know? I mean, she's got to, right? I mean, she's she's always got the... She just kind of makes vague gestures at her face. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I've done laundry and her laundry specifically before and, like... She I don't let people I don't touch see her that. laundry. I don't, I don't see that on her pillowcases. Weirdly, anytime her laundry shows up in, in the other laundry, which is rare, it's it's immaculately clean and everybody probably wonders why it's there. <laughs> yeah, well, some of us aren't good at that stuff. Anyway, good luck, I guess. Thanks. Um... Would you mind giving me a hand later with, like, actually hanging this stuff up once I've washed it? I Oh, yeah, sure, definitely. Yeah, thanks. And he heads back below decks. So, uh, you get to- you, you get to scrubbing, I guess. Yeah, probably. It probably takes a while and- <laughs> uh, uh, Wynn wanders in at some point. <laughs> hey! Have you seen my petticoat? Oh, um, yeah, not, no. It, uh, it's not a long one, it's, it's really short. Really short, like like how short, like where on the on the thigh are we talking? Above the thigh. Why do you even need a? You it know, makes everything poofy. That's what matters. You know, short. Yeah, no. I I saw some in the. Uh, I think it's honestly. I wasn't even sure I needed to wash it, so it's just kind of in the in in the in the maybe pile over there. All right, thank you. She heads that direction to start rooting around. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Yeah, and she just like crumpled the the raccoon face pillow sheet <laughs> pillowcase next to her, and just kind of like, um, what what do I what do I do with with this? She eyes it for a long blank moment. Eyes Juliana's face for another long blank moment. Juliana has the common decency to look down in a way. No, she 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 says no no chin up chin up. And she squints forward, and she's looking over all, uh, looking Jill's face all over for breakouts. What? 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 I'm just making sure, because it looks like you didn't remove your makeup before this point. And that can be bad for your skin. Yeah. Uh, And then, and then when, for some reason, says, ugh, it's not worth getting dressed. And then she wags her hand for a moment, doing kind of an arcane gesture, and goes, Get clean, damn it. And press the digitation, you can clean a one cubic foot of of, of something. Juliana has seen her do this before, but she is still startled. (laughs) I should have asked you to do that way earlier, shouldn't I? I mean, normally I do it as cacophony, so shrug. (sighs) Uh, Also, I'm more flashy about it then. I wouldn't want to interrupt. I wouldn't want to ask cacophony to do that either. Thanks. I 
the party was fun. I just, I was super out of my element. Valid. Like the whole time. Out of mm, my element. Valid. I wouldn't take you to a nightclub in the middle of the night either. Oh God, no. No, 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 that sounds, yeah, no, I'm getting, I'm getting anxious just thinking about that one. Mm-hmm. No, no thanks. She goes back to the maybe pile, pulls out this petticoat, and then she goes, when did I put these in here? And then pulls out some fishnet stockings. I haven't even worn these in a month. Gem Jammer is performed by Annie Creighton, Kit Walker, Mackenzie Weaver, and Vicky Sharon, and it is edited by Jake Mason. Our character designs were concepted by Rio, who you can find at vriosart on Twitter, and our cover art was illustrated by Canary Witch, who you can find at doodlesfromthebird.tumblr.com. Our opening and closing music is by Reckoning Storm Audio Works. You can find more episodes of this show, as well as our other shows and news, at our website, crookedrussiancam.horse. You can find us on Twitter at CRC Podcasts and on Tumblr at crookedrussiancam.tumblr.com. If you want to support us, a like, rating, review, subscribe, wherever you find our podcast is super helpful and helps us get discovered. And if you want to give us some money, you can do that at patreon.com slash thegemjam or ko-fi.com slash crookedrussiancam.